0: Here we go! Here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Raider. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. <laughs>
1: what's up raider nation happy holidays here from the silver and black hack podcast no matter if you guys are traveling hanging with friends or family or just doing the solo thing riding solo for for the holidays this year thanks for spending a little bit of your time a little bit of your holiday with us and you've happened to tune into the raiders donkeys part two the preview show for the sequel the run back Raiders versus Broncos and in this episode Raspy Raider and I are going to go over the lineup change that the Raiders in my opinion must make in order to have a chance to win this game some actionable steps that the Raiders can actually take in the red zone for some improvements some badly needed improvement on both sides of the ball and of course this is the preview show so ask Raspy and scores and predictions to follow but first guys if you want to join the discussion find us on social media we're uh, not hard to find at all you can find us on twitter you can find us on facebook um the engagement's continuing to grow the show is continuing to grow and we we have you guys to thank for that so If you guys want to chime in, if you have suggestions, if you want to get your question in for a future episode of Ask Raspy, if you just want to talk Raider football, whatever it is, you know, whatever it may be, find us on Twitter at silver underscore hack. Or if you're more of a Facebook person, there's a lot of you out there and and our presence on Facebook is, is growing. It's steadily growing. So you can find us on Facebook, silver and black hack as well. So Make sure to get on there, guys, and and engage, join the discussion, give us your comments, suggestions, your questions, whatever it may be, anything, all things Raider Nation. And for you that prefer to kind of just kick back and do the podcast thing, podcasts are more popular than ever these days, we're not hard to find there either. So you can find us on just about all the major platforms, podcast platforms out there. I'm talking Spotify I'm talking iTunes. I'm talking Stitcher, um, Apple Pods, all the major ones, guys. So there's really no excuse not to find us out there. And uh, spread the word this holiday season. Uh, You know, as you guys are gathered around with friends and family, I know a lot of Raider fans have more Raider fans in their circle and their friends and family. So spread the word. Perfect time to slip them a line as you're watching the Bronco game. Oh, by the way, guys. If you want the best rap show to to go over everything that happened in the game, all the best Raider content, make sure to tell them it's the Silver and Black Hack podcast. So like, share, and subscribe, and help us spread the word this holiday season. And speaking of the Silver and Black Hack show, it's time to bring in my co-host here, Mr. Raspy Raider, and Raspy, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and and everything to you and your family. And what's your your uh, first gut instinct tell you about this tough divisional game against the hated donkeys?
0: Well, what's up, heart? What's up, nation, man? Uh, thanks for lending us your ear balls, man. We are excited to be here, man. Like heart said, man, let us know, man. Let us uh, let us uh, just hit you on all levels, man. We're, we're, we have a lot of things planned for the future too to try to get a little more uh, video involved too. So we just appreciate you guys, man. And the more, the merrier, like you said, man, and what time to be merrier than right now. Uh, the overall man is, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, we're still in the hunt. So here we go. We, we gotta go. We gotta go play a game on uh semi short week due to some unforeseen things where we thought we were gonna have a long week. Turns out it's a little shorter than normal, but still it's not that bad, man. You gotta you gotta power through. You gotta go back home. At least you can lay in your beds, man. And then hopefully go beat up the donkeys, man. This is this is big. Um again here we are meeting the donkeys man with the same exact records. Who's going to be the team to kind of push themselves forward? Well, in week four, it was us. And that was at their house. So, in, you know, week 15, it has to be us as well. I mean, let's just be honest about it. We got to go beat this team. So, we've, uh, you know, injury stuff has kind of reared its ugly head on on both sides. We've been dealing with it. They're dealing with it, too. Looks like Drew Locke's going to start. So, more of a reason to go ahead and win this game against the Broncos, but here we go about having expectations for car and these Raiders. Can they go beat a team they should? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could say I did, but I don't at this point, but either way, ready to power forward, man, and hope that we can go out there and uh, show somebody we can score more than 20 points, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, that's I mean they they that's the benchmark. Unfortunately for the for the Raiders right now, and that seems like a tougher task than it should. But before I I, I just want to capitalize on something that you said. Yeah, guys, we're going to be uh, experimenting with YouTube here shortly. So, do you guys want to see us on YouTube? Um, hit us up. Let us know. Let us know if you think that that would be something you'd be interested in. And if so, I suspect it is. But if so. Let us know what type of content you'd want to see on there. Do you guys want to see more Raider Data Science? You want to see some more modeling on there? Do you want to see some more debating between Raspy and I? Just let us know if you have any suggestions, and let us know if you're cool with just the podcast. If you, I, I don't suspect that that's not normally the way that these things go, but if for some reason you guys just want to, would rather just have us stay on the on the podcast and do it that way, let us know any uh, any feedback that you have on that. So that is something that we will be experimenting with in the coming weeks and um, going forward into next season. I think that that is looking like a viable place that, that you're going to be able to find this, but getting back to the, the business at hand here, I think we should, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned that the, you know, Bridgewater's out, Drew Lock is in, that's a big deal. So I may as well just go ahead and and finish the the major points as far as the Raiders perspective on the injury report. And I think that this week that's basically raspy that, you know, no face on, it looks like this week, COVID protocol, unless I've missed some late breaking news. Um, No Waller, which is a big deal with the, the knee is still not, just not quite responding the way that he needs it to respond. He said, it's feeling some better, but the, the progress is very, very slow at this point. And I think that that's still up in the air as far as Denzel Perriman. So those are some, some key injuries from the Raiders perspective. And obviously no Mullen, no Abram, you know, those guys are out. I think you get, everybody knew that on IR. So those guys are not going to be around to help this week, but uh, Raspy starting off here. When you, when I look at this game, you may have a different perspective here, but when I look at this game, the, the thing that, that stood out to me right away when I started to break it down was the Raiders' pass rush has to return this week, doesn't it, Raspi? I mean, we talked about this last episode, I think it was, or no, I think it was, was it, yeah, I think it was the last episode, but it's, it bears repeating here, I think. The Raiders had 21 sacks over the first eight games of the season, which is top five fifth most so that that'll that'll do it right that'll that'll win you a lot of games but over the last six games they've only tallied eight sacks over that that span which is the fifth, the fourth fewest over that stretch so it's kind of one of those situations for me raspy Will the real Raiders pass rush please stand up
0: well yeah man and two of those were Malcolm coons in two different games in about a culmination of 14 snaps. So you guys should be ashamed of yourselves for not letting this man play. We talked about that already, but yeah. And I mean, and, and I agree with you. Absolutely. We have to get off, man. I mean, we talked about this. I mean, Max, like I said, big ups, man, for making the Pro Bowl. That's great. Man, how many guys you see making the Pro Bowl, getting five, six sacks. That's crazy, man. I know his pressures are there and I get it, but you have to get home and you have to finish. You know, and I I also get that that's hard to do in this league. And I, I couldn't do it. But I'm sorry I'm not making what Max is making. And I'm not going to make what Max is going to make. So it's not hate. It's just facts. It's just reality. But what I look at this game and what stresses me out the most is, you know, this run game from the Broncos, man. Javante Freeman and Melvin Gordon can flat out run all over you. Now, granted, we've played – a lot better in the last few weeks against the run which is super promising but we have to hope that that continues to ascend because if it doesn't there's the type this type of team that'll run you right out of your own spot you know and i just don't want to see that so i just hope that and so is perryman i was kind of looking. i was Thinking that he's questionable, what are they leaning more towards him playing or is he out again? What What are we talking, Art?
1: I really don't know. The last time that I looked at that, it was up in the air. So they really didn't have a definitive status on him and, you know, questionable – we all know that there's different there's different levels of questionable, right? There's questionable where it's like, yeah, it's questionable, but in, short of a miracle, he's not going to play. Or then there's questionable that – right. The exact opposite, yes. Unless his leg falls completely off, there's no way he's missing this game kind of thing. I don't know where he's at, but, I mean, just based off the fact that he's missed the last couple games has to be a little bit concerning, right?
0: Agree, man. And I just I feel like this is one of those games where he would be a huge help. You know, we're going to need to be able to stop the run. <laughs> I mean, it's. Javante Freeman is literally one of the most outstanding young rookies in this game, let alone running backs. I mean, he has flat out been impressive.
1: Better than Jacobs this year. Oh,
0: by far. This is the only, they are the only tandem in the league with over 700 yards plus, and that was going into last week. So... You know, no, they didn't have a huge outstanding game, either one of them against Cincinnati. But, I mean, this is, this is a tandem that can beat you up, man. So that is – and that's how Denver has won. Those are the big games they've won, man. They beat the Chargers by running all over them. They beat the Cowboys by running all over them. If you let this team get off and get off early, just like we talked about with the Browns last week, that's their identity, man. They're a running football team first, man. They do not have that dynamic quarterback. They didn't have him with Teddy, and now they definitely don't have him with Drew Locke. So, but one thing Drew Locke will do for you is he'll try to make some things happen that maybe he shouldn't. So you have to exploit those and make those big plays happen. But it starts with shutting that run down and making Drew Locke have to be the guy that beat you. Don't let Denver's run, run offense stomp you out please, that is not what we can have happen. We'll be in trouble.
1: What round did they get Williams in again?
0: I think it was the second round.
1: Imagine that, right? Yeah. They, they, didn't, they didn't waste that top draft draft cap. Never mind. I'm not going to even go yeah, there. But First I, I, I know
0: where you're going. I know, and it's hard not to. Yeah. Just,
1: I hear you. My inner frustration creeping out, my inner Raider Scrooge there kind of trying to creep out on Christmas Eve. But, yeah, I agree. They have to control the trenches, but, you know, they have to slow down the running game. But, you know, going back to it again, they have to – the impactful pressures, we talk about it. This is our thing coming out now. You're going to start seeing modeling and everything else based on this. Impactful pressures, they have to bother Drew Locke. You know, there's no sense in stopping the run if they're going to let Drew Lock. You you said that Drew Lock's the type of guy that will try to do too much, which I agree with. And the Raiders' defense has to be more opportunistic. That's been a major part of their downslide. The last back half of the season has been they started off not exactly, you know, the 2002 Buccaneers as far as turning the football over or anything like that, but they started off as you know turning the football over at a at a for the Raiders' defense at a very Respectable clip, and uh, there was times early in the season, Raspberry, where they were getting turnovers on demand. At that point, you know, and and especially in the first quarter of the season, I don't know what's happened there, but they've become very unopportunistic. But I, but I, you know, Drew Locks also the exact opposite as well. Where if you if you give him if you let him start feeling good because he's got all sorts of time in the pocket and he makes a few big time throws early in the game, he can get hot and 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 especially if the Raiders aren't going to score a lot of points and Drew Locke isn't going to be forced to win a shootout, he can put 21, 22, 24 points on the game at times if you let him get comfortable. So, you know, I look at the Raiders or the Broncos, they're 24th in sack percentage allowed, Raspy. So there's really no excuse for the Raiders' pass rush to not have a positive impact in this matchup
0: they better have a positive impact on every matchup going forward to finish this season. This is where this is where these guys make their money. So agreed on every front.
1: You know, also look at this matchup and you talk about the Raiders needing to slow down Williams for the Broncos side you know the raiders have to establish the run raspy you know you look at that and it sounds like a tall task you know broncos defense it sounds like a tall task especially with the struggles the raiders 31st in rushing epa and just the i the i uh, test with jacobs and then you look at it denver ranks 11th in rushing yards per game so it's looking ugly there but this is why they have advanced metrics you know Denver is 11th against the rush yards per game but when you look at their yards per carry they're 21st they're given up 4.4 yards per carry they're 23rd speaking of rush EPA they're 23rd in rush EPA and they're 27th in rush success rate allowed you know rush success rate is the the metric that measures how many you know percentage of, of carries by a running back that gets That keeps to make a long story short, that keeps the offense on schedule. They're twenty seventh ranked in rush success rate allowed. Is this the week, Raspy? Because you know that they're going to run. Vic Fangio has been sort of the pioneer of this two deep disguise coverage that's given us just fits this season, holding us under you know twenty points regularly the, the back half of the season. Really, all season we've had serious trouble with that. Is this the week that the Raiders can maybe ex- exploit an overrated Broncos run defense? Well,
0: I think it is. And I think that we got a little bit of that going the first time we played them in week four. And uh, and literally against the two deep, the Broncos are the only team that we scored over 30 points against. or has, Did we score 30? Maybe we didn't. But either way, we had success again. We won that game. Right. It's one of the only way. And, and we scored 20-plus, for sure. I, I don't know what the score of that game was, but I think it was – what was it?
1: We may have scored 30 in that game.
0: It might have been. I know it. I, we were – we was it 31-20? to 20? I can't remember what the score was. Either way, I digress. But that was the one – thing that we had talked about through this you know every one of these defense that we went against that was running that you know too deep this is the only team we got off on so but yeah absolutely man a way to rip that and when it comes down to those analytical categories where these guys what that means is that they're given a big place through the run game Right but over overall, when it comes down to it, they're slowing it down maybe towards the end, but they're giving up big plays when they give them up. So you you have to you have to capitalize on that. So absolutely, Hart. and I love I love the analytical side of it too. But that's what it is, though. What you can for a layman like me, those stats break down as when they give up runs, they give up big runs. So you got to capitalize on that.
1: Well then this this kind of feeds into what I was teasing at the open in the, the intro there, but the change that I the lineup change that I think has to happen, it's not quarterback. It's not quarterback this week. As much as some of you guys want it to be, but I think that this <laughs> is the week that Barber has got to at least be a 50 50 share, if not take a little bit of the lead there. He's shown the vision, he's shown the patience behind the same offensive line that Jacobs has been on record saying, on record, on camera saying he does not trust. Well, Barber doesn't seem to have those same issues, and if there's going to be three to five explosive runs that Denver's going to be prepared to allow in this game, Barber, to me, is the guy that's going to be there to exploit it. He's not a home run hitter, neither is Jacobs, though. And, you know, when you look at the the side-by-side comparison this season – Barber seems to be the more natural, the more patient runner. And Jacobs has barely even given you, I mean, he's, I remember saying earlier in the year, you know, he hadn't really given us how many, he's like 40. He ranks in a 40 somewhere in terms of giving you 20 plus yard runs since 2019. So just another reason why for my money, Raspy this week, it's time. It's time to make an aggressive move. It's time to go against the grain and give Barber at least a fifty-fifty split, right or wrong?
0: Right, absolutely right. You saw last week, man. When you said you you threw the numbers out there too. He averaged like six point four carry, man. I, you know, and Jacobs is out there averaging three point three, three point four. Let's let's get realistic, man. He does look like he has more fluidity out there. It looks easier. It seems like when number 31's out there chucking and jiving and juking around, it just looks better. So, man, I know that's not what you wanted, not what you intended for. And I get it that he's a first round pick, but you cannot sit, you cannot die on that mountain saying he's a first round pick. So he has to get the bulk of the time. If he's not, for, it's the NFL and it stands for not for long. If you're not producing, man. So I don't care. Because I put my money into this team too. It should a pay what you make per paycheck shouldn't dictate how much time you get if you're producing more than the guy next to you.
1: Agreed. But the Raiders seem to have a problem with that though, don't they? Because we stay having players on scholarship. You know, Reggie Nelson, I still wake up in a cold sweat every couple times a month thinking about Reggie Nelson on there, back there, and even coaches too. Gunther stayed way, way, at least a full season too long that a a change should have been made there. You know, what else worries you about this game? Um, As far as, for me, you know, How do the Raiders generate more passing production, Raspy, in this game? I mean, we talk about it. Drew Locke, we can talk about that all we want. I agree he's not a good quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but any NFL quarterback is in play. We've learned that, haven't we? Heineke beat us. You know, Fields is not there yet. He beat us. Daniel Jones, I don't believe he's a starting quarterback. He's beating us, and he just talked about Nick Mullins. It was a coin flick. You know, it it took a – Last second drive. It took two last second drive attempts to beat, to finally beat Mullins and the, and the bad news Browns. So, the Raiders, to me, in order to really have a, a, to feel comfortable about winning this game, and I'll just throw this crazy stat that I saw out here, grasp it before you respond about Carr, and it, this fits directly in. And this is not a shot at Carr because I believe in the guy. I still believe in him. But it fits right into this this dynamic where the Raiders, if they can just score twenty one points, because not just this season, going back to Carr's entire tenure with the Las Vegas Raiders, Raspi, this is a mind boggling stat. The Raiders are forty eight and fourteen. That's a seven seventy four winning percentage. If you, for those that want to do the math on that, when the Raiders score twenty one points or more with Carr at quarterback. A, what does that mean? And B, how can the Raiders reach that magic threshold this week against the Broncos? Because I think we both agree if the, if the Raiders get into the mid-20s someplace, it's going to start to get very difficult for Drew Locke to keep pace.
0: Well, and what that means to me, man, is that means that in 64 games, man, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about like 21 points. Man, really? That's what we're averaging right now. And we have lost what five out of the last seven? I mean you, you have to score, man. Period. Period. Point blank. And what worries about me is just what worries me is just that. Scoring. Can we go and score 20-plus points? We have not shown to be able to do that. And like you said, if you start taking guys for granted, man, Heineke showed you that was a bad idea. Daniel Jones threw for 115 yards and beat you. Uh, Let's get get serious, man. We have to score. So whatever that takes, whatever has to be done, you know, offensively to kind of just move things around. And this is something that I'm going to give to heart wholeheartedly because he's talked about it and this is something that Carr was so good at in college is running that no huddle man yes i don't understand why you would not did you see these you see kingsbury there in arizona given you know given uh murray just his offense run with him let him move let him run let him do a little of that almost like it's not option but it's that that rbo where he can kind of dictate how he wants to do things by what he sees so so you build your team to kind of work with what has worked for this man in the past well carter at fresno was running no huddle i mean it was literally like 60 70 percent of the time and he was killing people with it he is that guy that can do that why not why not switch it up, man, and just let him have the helm. You know, he's at the helm already. Let him have it, man. Let him go run it and let him go do what he's gotta do. And let him push your team down there and make it happen quick. And that can that can shut down some of these defenses that realize some of the tendencies he's ha- he has in that two deep you can you can run right out of that with just speed. I don't get it, man. I don't know why you wouldn't try that. I don't know why you wouldn't go back to if were me, and I was Masace and I was like, "Man, okay, car struggling to score points. Let's go back and look at like, you know, what what's going on." Okay, start to see how he's getting, he's stifling, he's getting frustrated. Okay, well, when when he was scoring all these points, what was he doing? <laughs> I tell you right now, Manila, Mister Vanilla Musgrave, aka Bill Musgrave, let him run that no huddle. You know, a decent amount, and it was his best year he ever had. He's making guys look stupid. So I don't get it, man. Do something different in order to try to change the fact that we can't score 20 points. Because like I said, last week you continue to do that. Making the playoffs is basically out of the question. You still got to play the Chargers. You still got to play the Colts. These guys aren't going to give you anything. So –
1: there's no more lay. There's no more layups on this schedule, right? It's, it's Colts after that. After the Broncos, it's what? It's Colts, Chargers, and is that it? Yep. Yeah. So that that's, that's it. That's there's no there's no gimmies there. But hold on, I, I got to hold up. Did you call him Bill Bill Nella Musgrave? Not Vanella, but Bill Nella.
0: I called him. Vanilla Bill. Oh, I was going to say that, <laughs> was,
1: that was the... <laughs> that would have been too late. Bill Nella?
0: <laughs> it, it, it pretty much is Bill Nilla Musgrave because he's Bill Nilla Bill.
1: So, yeah, right. Basically.
0: Right. Thanks Man. for helping me out. I should have just said, yep, that's what I said.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was ready to give you all kinds of credit I on know, that. i, I never heard that one before, yes. but uh, it, it fit. was
0: Vanilla Musgrave. There's no, right. That's his new name.
1: I like that a lot, but you bring up a good point because Look, the 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 car debate just—it's ripping Raider Nation apart. I'm I'm tired of it personally. You see it every single day. I can't even barely go on Raider Twitter. I used to have fun in, engaging with Raider fans with about real Raider topics. Now it's just this weird thing where both sides have to be obsessed with convincing the other one that their side is that their opinion is wrong. Look, Raspy Raider and I are on different sides of the coin, and he doesn't wake up in the morning obsessed with how can I convince Hart that we need to get rid of Carr and I don't do the same. So I don't understand that. But one thing we can agree with, I think is that the Raiders have done a very poor job of allowing Derek Carr to to, building to his strengths, building around his strengths and empowering his strengths that you talk about the lack of no huddle. He says it every, every time we get a new coordinator and even beyond that too. you know, it's just, it'd be like it'd be like the Ravens drafting Lamar Jackson and demanding that he's you know be a pocket passer, a statue in the pocket. It just makes no sense to me. This would be, and I agree too. This would be a perfect spot to catch the Broncos off guard and run no huddle for the whole game, not just as a change of pace. Just come out and do it the whole game and keep Denver on their heels. All you well, have to do
0: is crack twenty-one points. He, he knows the playbook. Like the backside of his hand, he's been doing it for four years. Now I get it. They've implemented some new stuff, but he knows that too. We never questioned this guy's work ethic. We never questioned his knowledge of the game or his knowledge of the playbook. Ever. As hard as I've been on this man, I've never questioned that. It's the situational stuff. So you make it to where he dictates instead of letting it be dictated towards him. Because when it gets dictated towards him, he seems to struggle. So why not let him dictate all game and let him be in charge of his own destiny? That's where I'm at.
1: I couldn't agree more, man, and with that. I mean, it's just it makes too much sense. I guess it makes so much sense. The Raiders, you know, makes too much sense for the Raiders. Do but it. yeah, it's just too smart. That we have to struggle uphill for no reason at times. But the other thing that worries me about this particular matchup. Uh, you know, just thinking about it, is there a bigger lopsided mismatch on paper that, that you remember this year in a Raider matchup than the than the Broncos' secondary versus the Raiders' outside receivers? Because, you know, they have some real pros out there yeah, now and a good. talented rookie, too. And we have guys that can't get open on the outside against literally – and they couldn't get open on you or I out there, it seems like, with Jones and Edwards out there, if we're running press especially. So – is this the game? Also, I talk about the the barber move. We we've talked about another move that we would have liked to see. It's time to play musical chairs w- with the Raider wideouts. Now you got to move at least for a game. Experiment with with trying some more Renfro on the outside. Only not because Renfro has not getting it done, and not because he wouldn't win in the slot. He would against these guys. He'd beat anybody in the slot, but. This is to help Brian Edwards or or Zay Jones. One of those guys needs to be moved inside. Jones. Yeah, I think Edward
0: Jones in the slot would, would be good for them because they are the possession type guys that have shown that they're not afraid. And they'll go across the middle and they'll grab those balls. So why not?
1: And then Jackson needs to start on the outside with Renfro, right? You can just pick whichever – you can pick Zay Jones or you can pick Edwards. Do you want quickness in the slide? Do you want size and physicality? Don't you think that gives them a better chance, at least just for this matchup, than what we've seen? Because they're going to wipe those guys out on the outside if we just do stick with the status quo, right? Agreed. They will.
0: Certain, you know, or what, whatever. And uh, they got Darby out there, too. I mean, yeah, they, they will. They'll shut that down. There's too much speed up there.
1: It hurts us even more that Waller is not able to go. I mean, it hurts us, obviously. He's the best player on this team, let alone just the offense. He's an all-pro caliber tight end, and we know that. But this matchup, it hurts us even more because one of those guys would have been drawn in to, to try to deal with him. Right. Pretty sure. And now they don't have to do that. Now they don't have that that worry. So they're not going to do that for Foster Moreau. They're, I think they're pretty confident than Simmons – and company can handle him from the safety position. So that's a troubling um, that's a troubling matchup. I think that Deshaun Jackson's speed outside. he was Rugs in that first matchup. I as much as I hate to keep bringing him up, especially on the holidays. A, a bummer on the holidays, but his speed was huge in cracking that shell that that Denver safety corner uh, shell that they have back there. And wouldn't you think that isn't that wh- What's she I'll just I'll just say this I'll ask you this rather why haven't they been more committed to Deshaun Jackson out there to re- replace that speed threat?
0: That's a great question. I have no idea. I screamed about it last week. Why we started the game with him on the sideline and he played again about thirty some percent of the snaps? I, I don't know. I I take that back to Olsen and Visaccia and these guys not seeing what they have. He did not come here to sit on the bench, man. I don't know. I I can't answer that for you. I wish I
1: could. It's just you would think, you know, the excuse would be something you'd imagine about the playbook, but isn't that why they got him is because of, The familiarity with the playbook, you know.
0: It's like a plug-and-play thing, man. You're Henry Ruggs in this route. You're Henry Ruggs in this route. You're Henry Ruggs in this route. And and you don't even got to be that. You're just X in this route. You're X in this route. You're X in this route. route. It's so simple. The guy can run with the best of them. And we we saw it early that it doesn't really look like he's lost much as far as his step because he can still get past the defense. So, right, it it's, makes zero sense.
1: Troubling question there that continues to be unanswered there. But, um, what else are you worried about in this game, man? Or what else? What, what's another matchup that you're looking at?
0: I worry about carve with expectations, something you hit on, you know, weeks back with expectations. This is a game we should win, man. We should not lose this game. If Teddy Bridgewater's in there, we shouldn't lose this game. Well, he's not. You have Drew Locke in there, and this this is the same guy. I live in Colorado. This is the same guy that has had numerous, numerous opportunities to try to take this job, and he just... He flubs it every time. He cannot do it. It's just because he's flat out not that good. Now, like Hart said... Dude, a a quarterback that's not that good can make you look stupid if you can't put pressure on him. I mean, if he can just do whatever he wants, he can make you look not very good. But this quarterback is just flat out not very good. So I worry about the expectations of being like, this is not one of those games where we should just flat out go there, you know, or not go there. They come here. We beat them. And another thing I guess what worries me is we have not, established any kind of home field. No. no. And and that's, that's a problem, man. You're going to go to Vegas with this? Is we're bringing to Vegas some weak-ass home field advantage where we can't win games against teams we should pound out at home? Man, come on, man. That home field advantage has to count for something. And until you let that be a factor, it's going to keep rearing its ugly head. So... Those are of our, two of my uh, big concerns.
1: I share those concerns. I mean, we're we're playing some of our worst football at home, and that's been something that the Raiders have done in recent years. You know, not to bring up another bad memory, but we're the team that lost the last game at the O to a, a very, very bad, unbeatable Jacksonville Jaguar team. And that wasn't the only example that I can think of. We just – you know we just have not been playing even last year we lost more games i, would, I was expecting us you know new stadium they should just i know the fans weren't there yet but i just figured just having their own new brand new state of the art facility that they'd come out new city new energy that they just would be very difficult to beat there even without fans that wasn't necessarily the case it was the case early but that faded with the Raiders as the season went on. And again, this year, in fact, Rich, Rich Bisaccia, I have that in my notes too. Rich Bisaccia even said it's time for the Raiders to man up and play better ball at home. Why I'll throw it right back to you again. Why do you think, I know it's a little early for ask raspy, but why do you think the Raiders have played so flat and uninspired at Vegas, not just this season, but even last year too, at times?
0: preparation man self-awareness I guess something we've talked about before this team seems like they think they're so good that there's no way a team could come into their house and beat them it did not matter if they were you know two and eight or if they were eight and two this team seems to have the same lackluster preparation and performance each and every given time we look unprepared I put them on coaching, man. I mean, how can you be unprepared at home?
1: It it and it's just happening so much. And we play. Even remember last year, you know, we some of the biggest eggs that we laid were the Colts coming in and laying a big one on us, a big number on us at home. Brady and the Bucks coming in, embarrassing us at home. Josh on in the Bill. In and,
0: the Dolphins came in and took us to overtime at home
1: I mean, and beat us.
0: Come on, yeah. man. And then they took us to overtime at home this year, too.
1: Right. Jacoby Brissett.
0: I mean, right. really, dude?
1: Yeah, you. that's another. Jacoby Brissett g- took us to the wire, too. So we definitely can't. I almost forgot about that. We definitely yeah. can't overlook Drew Locke as, as bad as he is. Brissett's not a starter, either. Mullins is not a starter, Mullins either. Mullins just
0: about beat us last week, man. If it wasn't for our defense stepping up and giving Carr another shot. It was over. We lose to a third-string quarterback, man. And I know that wasn't at home, but we lose to a third-string quarterback. I mean, let's get real. If you can't beat second and third-string quarterbacks, home or away, you're not there.
1: No, you're you're not. not. You're not. I mean, you know, Justin Fields comes into Vegas and beats us there, so – you know, last year he was very good quarterbacks coming in, so maybe you could excuse it a little bit. But this year it's been some borderline, not even starters, that have come in and given us a lot of problems. Heineke, Heineke, you know, he's not the long-term answer there, and he comes in there with playoffs and everything else on the line and beats us there. And, you know, speaking of Heineke, it, you know, we talked about how it, that was a battle of the red zones that game, and the Raiders lost the battle of the bad red zones. It's still a problem, raspy on both sides of the ball. It's to the point where if the Raiders have another bad outing on both sides of the ball in the red zone, even one side of the ball, if it's too bad, that could just that alone could spell doom for the Raiders. And if they lose, they have no room, no margin for error to lose to anybody going forward. If they still have any sort of hopes or designs on a playoff berth in twenty twenty one, what are some? You know, you look at the just the numbers real quick. Uh, Denver is. What worries me right out of the gate? This is one of my major concerns. Is Denver is third in red zone def- uh, red zone defense? They only give up touchdowns on forty eight point three nine percent of red's opponent red zone trips. And you know, what do the Raiders do there, man? What are some actionable steps? Let's, let's just put it. We teased that at the at the at the intro as well. What are some actionable steps? Because we tie, it's boring to just say for the millionth time, right? Over the last two to three years, the Raiders have to be better in the red zone. Everybody gets that, uh, right? Yeah,
0: well, and for what me, what are some
1: actionable steps?
0: What are actionable steps, man? Is we've already touched on one. Even if you're not going to run it all game, man, run, run some of that no huddle there. You know, uh, maybe run some screens, maybe try to. Mix it up with some misdirection, man, some end rounds, something, anything. Mariota actually let Mariota throw a ball instead of just being a guy that's just going to stand there and either sneak it or hand it off. I, I, I guess it's crazy to me, dude, is I see Mariota out there in packages. Do they just not think he can throw a ball at all to save his life anymore? Can all of a sudden, can he just not throw a ball?
1: Yeah, I can. Well, like
0: well, well what a shock, dude, to actually have him step back in the pocket And I tell you right now, if you line Mariota up, let him take the snap, hand, you know, run play action, step back with that ball in his hand and actually have an opportunity to throw, the defense would probably be lost.
1: It would at least catch him off guard, you think? Well,
0: absolutely. And that's what I don't understand. It's like there's so many different ways to do this. And it's with misdirection and with some creativity, man. And we don't seem to show any of that. So I feel like I'm beating a dead horse then, too, because you can say, oh, yeah, they need to be better in the red zone. Well, there's ways to get better in the red zone, and they don't even try to attempt to do any of them. I'm so sick and tired of just the same old rigmarole when it comes to these guys, man, where they don't do anything to change what just seems to be the best Biggest issue we have, man. Red zone is a problem. I don't know how. What do they do all week? What do they do from Monday through Friday? Talk about how, you know, we need to score points. No, your red zone is an issue, man. Getting getting yardage, moving the ball, hasn't seemed to be a problem. Scoring touchdowns is. Work on that.
1: It's almost like, because we can't say, I was going to say Musgrave, but Gruden had this, it was just as bad under Gruden. In fact, it started under Gruden, this inability to score when you get in the red zone. It's almost like they just come into every season with you know 50 plays, let's say. I know it's more than that in the NFL, but let's just say 50 plays. Okay, this is this is our red zone package for 2021, these 50 plays. And they practice them in the camp and everything else. And then when they run them in the regular season, when they don't work, it's almost just like, it's like, well, those are our 50 red zone plays that they didn't work they're, they're not working I don't know keep just, running them back just keep it. what are you going to do these are our 50 red zone plays right so th- this is all This is there's no looking at, at, like at you're new concepts in, like,
0: you're locking, like you're locked into having to stick with us you can look into That's new what concepts it and new ideas any day of the week man you can so, change shit any day of the week
1: Doesn't it? doesn't it seem like that though it does. You know, Absolutely, it, just, it does. How could it not, man? This this
0: thing is just it will not go away.
1: Well, and it's not going to this week, especially with Denver's a good red zone defense. We couldn't even score on, you know, some very, very bad red zone defenses were you know, basically shutting us out of the end zone. And Denver's the real deal and the advanced metrics back it up too. In fact, they're number they're they're number three in touchdown um, percentage allowed their defense but they're number one in touchdowns per game allowed at only 1.1 touchdowns allowed average in the red zone per game so when they do get scored on a lot of times it's out from outside of the red zone it's more explosive plays and you look on the other end of that raspy and you know it looks a little better on paper anyway denver on offense is 21st in the red zone, as far as scoring touchdowns in the red zone on offense, at 56.52%. And, of course, Vegas, somehow, somehow raspy. they have Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke running around, and they're somehow, they rank 21st, Vegas 28th at exactly 50-50 in the red zone. It doesn't even seem like it's 50-50. That's actually a shock to me. It seems like we're below 50%, but what can they do defensively to not be the worst and when i say that the vegas is 28th at 50-50 that's offensively they're they're 50-50 defensively they're the worst in history at stopping teams what can the raiders do to not just allow drew lock an automatic touchdown every time that you know he may only get to the red zone one to three times, ideally, which you can manage, but you can't have him go on, say, three for three, and it's 21 points on red zone trips, right? What, what, do, they, what do they do, man?
0: They headhunt, and they put somebody extra every time to send it him to get right after him real quick because I'm telling you, this guy, he will not react the right way. Initially, if you can bring pressure and put it on him, he will crumble. I promise you. So bring pressure.
1: I agree a hundred percent. I actually wrote the same thing down. Um, I just said basically blitz on third down in the red zone. You know, right. we don't do that, and we we're not going to say play man again because we've been saying that for like the last five weeks that they need to be playing man more man down there. But I agree, blitz and blitz on third down, you know, come up with some exotic blitzes. You can even zone blitz. If you have to stay in zone, then then zone blitz if you have to. You know what I'm saying? At least you're making a very – let's just be – you know, I don't want to be mean on, on Christmas Eve, but let's just call it like w- what it is. You know, make a dumb quarterback have to make a quick pressure-packed decision in the most critical area of the field, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why wouldn't
1: you? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of things that we can say about that with the Raiders. To go that, oh boy. They, and you're right. They again. I think it it, it bears repeating. They, they need to create more turnovers this week, man. They've got to capitalize. They have find any kind of way that they can take the ball away from from Drew Locke or from stripping it from one of the running backs, even a muffed punt, whatever it is, I don't care. They need to create a couple turnovers. It's something that's that's tailed off in recent weeks. But wouldn't playing more aggressive, you know, wouldn't that play in, in, right into those hands as well? If they're more aggressive on defense, wouldn't that turn up the pressure and cause more turnovers? Absolutely it would.
0: You have to put it on this guy. If you can make him uncomfortable, man, he will make mistakes. It's just this has been his his trademark, man. There's a reason why he's not the starter there. He had every chance in the world to be the starter there. There's a reason that he's not. It's because under pressure, he buckles.
1: And you're right. They've given him every chance in the world to win that job. You know, and rightfully so, if you spend a second-round pick on a quarterback, it's not a first-round pick. You're not that invested, but you want to see a second round pick have success. If you could, those are still premium, you know, picks in the NFL, and he's had some struggles with with pressure. There's no doubt about it. You got any other notes on this on this matchup that really yeah. uh, are concerning to you, or or? No, you-
0: man. I mean, it's always concerning. Go win a damn game. Come on, let's go. Go be the team you should beat, man. Can we have a conversation that ends where we just beat the team we
1: should have beat? It it's it happens too rarely, man. I mean, I, as much as I would like to say. Well, we're going to get into our predictions here in a minute. Um, I agree with with everything. You know, it's time to show some urgency. I even agree with Rich Basaccia you know, again, w- with his comments about it's time to man up at home. And I have not agreed with a lot of things and, and you know, anything a lot of the things that Rich Versace has done and said over the last few weeks after a promising start, but I certainly agree with that.
0: Part- that was one of my notes too, man, was start to establish something at home. I mean, for crying out loud, man, let's go.
1: You have other teams coming in. They're probably staying out too late on the strip. They're probably coming in and not the best, you know, focused state. And we're still letting these teams come in there and get off on us pretty easily. Just you got to find a way to, to establish some sort of a home field advantage there. You know, that that's, that's one of the most important things about playing at home. You ready for uh, a few questions here before we give our predictions and get to the holiday season here? Yeah, let's do this, man. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Ask Raspy, guys. Again, the questions, they just seem to be getting better, smarter, more challenging every week. And there's some fun ones this week as well. I chose a fun question, holiday-themed question that was very fitting, I, I thought, this week. But we'll start with Big Corey 21. Wants to know, oh, this is something that Raspy and I I don't think we've had a chance to talk about, but I'm sure that he's uh, I'm sure that he's seen this or heard of this in passing. But Big Cory 21 wants to know, what do you guys think about the Gannon car controversy?
0: I don't know, man, like. It can be as it can be as blank as just a winning quarterback wanting another quarterback to win for the Raiders who hasn't. I don't know, man. What I don't know that's a tough one for me, man. What do, what do you think?
1: I it really saddens me, man. It, it, it
0: sucks, dude. I hate. This is a tough one, Corey. Big Corey, twenty one, man. This is a this is one that's tough for me, dude. It's hard for me to respond to this one because it just breaks my heart, man.
1: Why are Raider fans going after Rich Gannon? If you love Derek Carr, that's great. But to throw arrows at the one quarterback that actually had us in relevance since our dad's generation of Raiders. I mean, let's just be real, man. The only stretch of meaningful contending football that this organization has even sniffed over the last 35 years or so has been with Rich Gannon at quarterback, you know, you may not have liked what he said and you know it all he said was the most important stat is winning and and that kind of shows a lot of insecurity look I'm a I'm a Derek Carr fan and I'm not gonna I believe in Derek Carr I don't need to throw arrows at the last Raider MVP quarterback to try to feel better about my position or or somehow defend Derek Carr or or, and, and and let's just be real guys I'm a Carr guy but for all you you uh, Raider fans that are saying that Derek Carr is better than Rich Gannon. Some of y'all are showing your your lack of age and inexperience because there ain't no way that you watch the Raiders, run, that run that I watched, and come away with that. And you can talk about the weapons all you want. Gannon and, and Tim Brown, or Rice and Tim Brown at that point, were, you know, oh, AARP people oh, at that oh.
0: point bro like yeah aarp just like hart said man don't you dare disrespect this man that's sad bro this dude took us to afc divisions afc championships a super bowl this guy did everything he could man and the disrespect is just super heavy and it pisses me off that's why i don't even want to co- i don't even want to comment on it cuz i think it's absolutely blasphemous man it's laughable really guys
1: Come on, man. It's just sad. It's just sad. Are you guys that insecure with your Derek Carr support that you that you feel like you have to jump online? Some of you guys out there, the minute that you – it's like you guys wake up and just scour the Internet for any negative comments about Derek Carr so you can jump in and, and support the guy. I mean, the, the guy doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your support. If you like Derek Carr and you support him like I do – why isn't that enough? I don't understand this whole thing where everybody has to agree with me or else I'm going to have to keep chirping and, and jumping up and jumping in people's mentions every every time that this topic comes up. Look, if Raspy Raider doesn't like chocolate cake and I do, that's the end of it. I don't need him to like chocolate cake. I like it. He, if he doesn't, then whatever. It's just a weird dynamic. He's not, he's
0: not sending a chocolate cake to me every other week trying to get me to buy it. You know, he said, come on, man, Let's let's get real.
1: It's just, Have your
0: point, stick with your point. That's cool, man. No disrespect, do your thing. But it, it has it's gotten like it's gotten to the point where it's like outside of football. This is just flat out disrespectful, man. This has nothing to do with football because so if you don't look to football stats and what is written down on paper in the annals of history, this is what it is, man. Rich Gannon gave us four years of just being relevant, whooping. You know what in the AFC West, making us relevant, taking us to playoffs, putting us to Super Bowl. Come on, man. What are we talking about? That's just – just think about it, man.
1: You know, a lot of you guys are hypocrites, too. I hate to say it, Nation, but a lot of you are because you're the, the a lot of the same people that are throwing all this – these arrows at Rich Gannon because of what he said are the same ones that I was talking about. Once a Raider, always a Raider. And now you guys are going after a Raider great because you support, like we're at the point now where we're trashing one Raider great to support another Raider great. I've never seen anything like that. I don't think in any other fan base in sports, I don't think I've seen any golden state warrior fans dissing on Chris Mullen to pop up Steph Curry. So that's just a really weird dynamic that I'm not sure I understand, but big Corey, that, yeah, that was, a, that was a big topic of the last couple of days. And uh, it's, a, it's a turn that I really didn't want to see, a, you know, a, a plot twist that I really could have done without in the whole Derek Carr debate.
0: Well, maybe, maybe they just, I'm not saying we're over here going to put out any kind of fires, but guys, what does it matter, man? Dan did his thing for us when he did his thing cars here now. It's 20 years have passed. What what are we talking about, man? Let's just move forward. You know? There's no point.
1: I mean, are we really going to tear down the last meaningful stretch of Raider football? Of of
0: It would seem so fitting that we would do that.
1: I mean, to prop up this era? Like, that's the thing that I don't get. We're tearing down. We're We're, we're starting to pull bricks from the last... You know, rate the great Raider stretch of football, respected Raider stretch of football to prop up this era, and I love Derek Carr, but we're propping up this. We never, we don't even make the playoffs. What are we? Never mind. What are we talking about out here? But you can. The thing is, you can support Derek Carr. I'm living proof of this, guys. You can support Derek Carr and respect Rich Gannon at the same time. Not that hard. Not that hard. Nope. So.
0: Shouldn't be either.
1: Great question, Big Corey twenty one. The, the, the hot button debate over the last couple days. So uh, yeah, we did have to address that, as much as it saddens me to do so. Poverty franchise from Facebook <laughs> wants to know: with Waller's knee knee issues seeming to linger, should the Raiders just shut him down until next season?
0: poverty franchise man. Are you are you feeling that bad about it? I don't blame you. I can't even hate on you for that. Tough to argue. You're right. Um yes. Yes. Simple. If he wasn't ready to go today, you know, today, then yes. And when I mean today this you know it's a couple games a couple days before game day. Yes. I, I don't I don't see the point. Now, now we go win the next two games and we're going to the last game of the season, you know, and he's ready to go. I'll change my mind. But if he's not ready to go this week, then I just don't know how we're going to, without winning and staying in the hunt. If we're in the hunt, then I'd say scratch that and miss me with that. We need him for every. Bit of what we can get, but only if he's right. I don't want to go and ruin him
1: either. I think he's asking right now if you're if you're the coach or the GM. Do you shut Waller down now for the season and just if it's and just not? Well, that's the thing
0: though. If I'm the coach right now, I know where where Waller's progress is. As a fan, as a you know, analyst of the the show and trying to bring you info, I can't say that. So. If, if, if we're not seeing anything in sight within the next week or two then you shut him down period I mean even if say two weeks he was going to be ready to go yeah maybe you do I don't know that's a tough one because it just depends if I knew if I had more information on it it's a hard one to ask it's a hard one to answer there man sorry it's it's a tough one to answer because if man, I didn't think he was going to be out this long so the fact that he's still out, if he's nowhere near it and it's you're looking two, three weeks out before he can even well then obviously shut him down now. But what if we won the next two games and he was ready to go for the Charger game? <laughs> well, of course I want him in there. So that's a tough one. That's a tough question. So
1: You're on the fence though, yes or yes or no?
0: I'm on the fence. Uh It's so hard to answer. I don't know where he's at. We have no information. Uh, Shut him down, then. Shut him down, then. Shut him down down because I have no info, don't know how close he is, and can't sit here and try to speculate. So, I guess shut him down. I just – I didn't think he was going to be out this long. I thought there was a chance that he might be back this week. And, obviously, that's not the case, so – that's a tough question to answer, It really is. Well, I don't Waller, have enough information on that.
1: Well, Waller himself said that his knee has been very slow to heal from this thing, and that concerns me.
0: Well, if he's saying that, then yeah, shut him down.
1: I say shut they should. I mean, There's only two weeks to go after this game. The Raiders are not likely to make the playoffs anyway. I don't know if I want to bring him back for a, a Hail Mary type of game, and he does further down. I mean, he's he's the – the best player on this team he's our most valuable asset well it's hard to say a tight end's your most valuable asset but I mean he's our best player by far he's our only hands down you know all pro especially on offense so I yeah it's a tough question poverty franchise but I say yes they should it's and I agree I
0: guess I just look at it like if we won this weekend and then somehow found a way to beat the Colts and he was feeling good and felt like he could go, oh, that, that's tough. Because obviously he's going to cause a lot more headache in there than out. So, But, yeah, if, if he's saying that himself, that it's just not healing. And evidently that's the truth because – we, we we talked about this originally being like a two to three, maybe four week ordeal. It's been what five six weeks, and it, you're not hearing anything good. So shut him down.
1: Yeah, it's it's time to to shut him down, and um, it, it's just time to shut him down. Uh, the minuscule chances that the Raiders have to make the playoffs it's not worth unless he's a hundred percent. And if it's taken this long and he's still admitting that it's very slow progress, it just seems like they would have to take a big leap to get healthy enough within the next two weeks. So yeah, I I think we pretty much agree on that.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one, man. I know I know I was dancing all over, but that's just I I, I just at this point I'm ready to do anything to win. But I also it's it's been kind of weird. Usually you get a little bit more info as to where a guy's progress is and it feels like you've gotten so little on him
1: that, yeah it's probably best to shut him down yeah I know these questions are tough raspy, but this is why you get paid the big bucks man <laughs> actually answer the tough questions man. the, the big bucks man <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
0: waiting for those man
1: <laughs> they're coming man they're coming uh, Renegade Raider off of Twitter wants to know this is a good question. Who do you guys start at corner with no face on or molin this week?
0: That's a that's a tough one, man. And I'm gonna just go right off the cuff, man. And from what if you had listened to me last year, you would have never believed this. But with the way he played last week, is is Nixon, man. Get Nixon out there. I mean, the guy was running around, even looked like he was totally revamped and looked like completely different from the player that I saw last year, running his mouth a lot and not doing a whole lot on the field. Face on out is that's like a dagger to my gut right there, man, that sucks. This kid has done so much for us, and I'm like just at the highest level with what face on has done for us. So, for me, Nixon, man, got to give the hot hand, man. Like Hart said, man, the hot hand. Hit him with the hot hand. Well, the hot hand last week was Mr. Keeson Nixon. So, you know, Amik Robertson is probably going to have to get some run, too. We'll
1: see how it goes. Yeah, there's not a lot of options. No,
0: and that's the thing. There really isn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, it pretty much comes down to your three corners would have to be because. I don't see them playing a lot of base if the if the Broncos run out three wide receivers, which we expect. You know, Judy, um, Patrick and uh and um who's the the, the Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, right. We face on would have been a great matchup for Cortland Sutton. Yeah, big
0: body, long arm guy who could have
1: caused
0: him all kinds of problems, man.
1: I agree. So really it comes down to, you know, Nate Hobbs I think is back off of the COVID list. So he's got obviously he's one of your starters, so he'll start. But oh, that leaves okay. two spots. So you, you're gonna have to go in Nixon and either Robertson or I go True Font. I go True Font, Hobbs and Nixon. I agree with Nixon. I guess I kind of
0: forgot Hobbs was coming back. I, I like that too. So that that makes it easier. At least there's a little bit of more a little bit more mobility there, and like you said, I mean, it's crazy. I I forget about True Font. I forget about True Font a lot. I don't know why.
1: Right. He
0: just doesn't get a lot of run.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't. He must not be showing it in practice. You know, yeah, that
0: makes that that makes you nervous when you got Keyson Nixon running over, running over there making all kinds of plays, and True Font yeah. wasn't out there at all. So. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I, you would think, Trufant, with the savviness and the veteran leadership, that he'd be able to be a guy with just just the, you know, snaps, pure amount of snaps he's had in his life and just the ability to be able to cover. You would think he would be at the top of my list, but for some reason he's not. And so I guess we'll see, man. But I like the question. You guys definitely get me thinking, man. I ain't no doubt about it.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it, Renegade. I gotta revise mine um, Hayward true font and no, because we have Hobbs. so we can we can have Hobbs in the slot Well, so... that's what I'm saying
0: I guess that's what I was worried about. It's like because it, at first it, you had basically the way we were running it was was Hayward face on you know face on was filling in for Mullen, so it's just gotten so mixed around. maybe that's why True font wasn't seen a lot of times because Hobbs was in there at the slot just killing it. But then what was so weird is last week when Mullen was out and they moved face on into the the slot, you know, to fill for Hobbs, they had Nixon out there instead of Trufant. So that makes me kind of wonder what Trufant is actually doing. Is he prepared? Does he know enough of this defense? Is he equipped? I don't know.
1: It is a question mark. So we'll see what they, what they do there. But uh, I agree, Renegade, that's a good question because there's some key injuries back there. There's no doubt about it. And uh, do you have time just for one holiday-related one to, to wrap up? To yeah, wrap?
0: so I'm going to jump back on that real quick. So now that I know Hobbs is good, what I would do, uh, Renegade, is I would I would move Hobbs out to cover at number two, and I would put Keyson, Keyson Nixon at in the slot. Sorry, man. I know it took a long time to get there, but that's what I would do,
1: okay, okay. I would keep slot, um, Hob, Hobbs in the slot, but I, I see what you're saying. Nixon isn't the same player on the outside he's I don't not I don't, I don't I don't trust him I just don't so yeah it's, he's been different out there, so that's
0: why I figure I would with what Nate has done, I'd move Nate out, let him cover out there just because he's got so much instinct, and because just Nixon played really good at the slot. While Faceon was out there at number two, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if he came in and filled the void really well, then let him stick there. Let Nate go out there because I trust Nate more, and I know that's crazy as a rookie, but I trust Nate more. So
1: he's been pretty, pretty damn good as a rookie. Absolutely agreed. So yeah, that's a good question. That Renegade Raider really got the uh, the wheels turning there for us. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, holiday one. Let's bring it. Let's do it. Ho ho ho, baby, merry Christmas.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Sage Alvarez has a pretty fun question here that I felt like was appropriate on Christmas Eve, and it's also thought provoking. Sage wants to know if you guys could buy one Christmas gift for the Raiders, what would it be?
0: (laughs) Two seconds. New quarterback. (laughs) Oh, I know I'm gonna piss all kinds of people off. All I want for Christmas is a quarterback. (laughs) <laughs> a, a rookie,
1: a veteran, what?
0: Just a damn quarterback that like, <laughs> can play some football. I'm not even – I just – I want somebody new at the helm.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. Sorry, so that, I know
0: it's not going to win me a lot of fandom there, but.
1: That's that not where I put – there's a lot of Raider fans that feel the way that you do, and uh, a new quarterback would be what they would want to see underneath the Raider Christmas tree, for sure.
0: Now, in a perfect world, it would be find a way to go get Aaron Rodgers for the next two years and draft a young quarterback. <laughs> would that work? Probably not, but that that would be a perfect world for me.
1: I mean, it's Christmas. I mean, this is the time. Hey man,
0: yeah, I'm asking for Santa to bring me a, something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you shoot for the moon, right, if you're going to get Ben involved. <laughs> delivering Brian Fitzpatrick or some 2.0 or right. the change. So, Yeah, I mean, for, for the car doubters out there, I'm not going to use the word haters anymore. I'm just getting tired of the rhetoric. But for the car disbelievers out there is what I'll call you, I think a lot of you guys would agree with Raspi on that for sure. I went different I if I could get the Raiders one Christmas gift, one holiday present under the tree, what would it be? I could go coach I thought seriously about that but I'm gonna that's go right. e- I, thought you went. I I thought seriously about it, but I'm gonna go a talent talent evaluator man a, a GM that can solve this this t- lack of talent the lack of evaluation that that's plugged the Raiders since Al Davis let's just be real guys. I love Al Davis as much as anybody out there, but towards the end there, the last 10 years or so, he lost his, whatever touch he used to have with talent evaluation as well. And Reggie McKenzie wasn't quite there either. And Gruden was, let's just be real again on Christmas Eve was an absolute disaster in that area. So for me, Let's go out and get – since you got specific with Aaron Rodgers and a rookie, I can't just put a, you know, a talent evaluator. I would go out and scour the NFL for a team that has consistently really great drafts. Somebody like Tampa Bay or Baltimore. I, actually, that's what it would be. I'd, I would go and scour the Ravens personnel department and find their smartest scout. Somebody like that and empower that person to be the, the next GM. Neil
0: Ozzy Newsome clone.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm cool. with you. I like that. Control. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Run the Page, draft.
0: See love the question, man. What an awesome, what an awesome thing. Oh, something for me finally.
1: Right. <laughs> right. The rate, badly needed radio. They'd be doing all right if they had an upgrading quarterback and the right talent evaluator coming out of Christmas, they'd be promise you that. Well on their way. No doubt. You ready to give a prediction here before we head to the holidays, man?
0: Yep, man. I am. Man, I part of me wants to flip this just because, you know, like last week I went against us and we we won. So there's, like, a part of me with that, uh, you know, little rabbit's feather while you're rubbing on it in your pocket while you're telling everybody something different. But um, I got us winning this game. I, I do see us having a game where maybe for once we don't give them a touchdown in some way, shape, or form on some nonsense, and we win the game. And we actually do get to 20,
1: but just that. 20-17 20-17 to 17, Raiders win. Merry Christmas to the Raider fans. If we can get that, no doubt. That will keep us alive. At least for another week in the playoff The playoff chase here. Guys, I don't want to be Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't want to be the Grinch or anybody like that on, on, on Christmas. I really don't. And you know that I, I have a tendency to pick the Raiders to win most weeks. I... I tried to find any way that I could do the math and change the the equations to find a way that I felt comfortable about the Raiders winning this game. Now, I'm not saying the Raiders can't win this game because they can. They play the Broncos tough every year. In recent years, they seem to match up very well against the Broncos for whatever reason, especially, again, in recent seasons. So I could see, you know, it 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 won't shock me if the Raiders find a way to win this game. They can win this game. I just don't think they will win this game. I, I think the offensive woes are real, guys. It's really about the Raiders' offense. If we struggle to score points on some of these defenses that we've struggled, at, Washington. If Washington can slow us down the way that they did, if the Browns can slow us down the way that they did, you know, the Giants and teams like that, we we have a trouble. We have trouble scoring on anybody right now. The Broncos defense is as talented as there is in the NFL. I don't like the matchups with their secondary versus our pass catchers. I don't like Waller not being there. I don't like their too deep safety defense. And I don't like the Raiders' path to victory. One of the big the one of the best paths to victory being running them out of that coverage. So for those reasons, unfortunately, I have the Broncos, the Donkeys spoiling Christmas this year, 17 to 15. I think the Raiders get bogged down in the red zone again. And I think they settle for too many rich Passaccia field goals down there. And I think it bites them in the butt in the end and cost us the playoff playoff chance. So as much as I would like to be positive on the holidays, guys, I I have to be, I'm more concerned about being real. I'm more concerned about my integrity with you guys as Raider fans. I have to come out the way that I see it as painful as an unfortunate as that is at times. And just downright, just sickening to do it on christmas i I have to call it the way I see it. Raiders lose a heartbreaker seventeen to fifteen in Vegas and set about a lot of potential off season changes so
0: what I got I think this might be the first time this year where you call an l when I called the dub. I think we've had it vice versa, and we've both called the dub. We both called what an L, that? but I think this is the first time that we both. Uh, no, because the Cowboys, we both called an L.
1: Oh, I thought you. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. So I think this might. I think this is the only time this year where I called an L. Chiefs or a dub. What's that?
1: Chiefs, maybe.
0: I picked because no, the- we no because no because we both called the, us to lose.
1: What about the first time, though? I
0: don't think you called us to win the first time either.
1: Just to lose and you picked it.
0: No, I wouldn't have picked us to beat the Chiefs. (laughs) Either way, if we lose this game 17-15, to man, then you pack it up, you pack it in. Because if you can't go score 15 points or 20 points to try to win a game, you know, and, and you literally come out with 15, settling for like Hart said, those rich Versace field goals, you don't belong in the playoffs cause you won't win. So, but, uh, nonetheless, man, Merry Christmas nation. You know, we love y'all, man. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for always hearing us out, man. And we are just so excited to, uh, to keep growing man and just to keep pushing with you guys and you guys are why we do it. We love this, man. We breathe this, we sleep this, we eat this man. So keep backing us. Keep telling us how we can be better, man. Hit us up. I love ask raspy. I love you guys. You keep us on our toes, man. Thank you to big Corey 21. You know, thank you to poverty franchise, renegade Raider and Sage Alvarez for just a cool Christmas question at the end, man. Bottom line, man, it's all fun. This is a game. We love this team. We want us to win. So let's go win in any way we got to do it, man. Let's just keep pushing forward and at least just try to stay relevant, man. And who knows? We've seen crazier things happen, man. At this point, man, I just just want us to go beat the donkeys. If we can win one more game, just go knock these guys off, man, because I live here and I got to deal with this crap. So let's go beat up the donkeys, man, and go hand, them a, go hand them an L. And at least nothing else, we know if we go beat the donkeys on this one, they're out the playoffs. So that will make me feel a little bit better, even if we decided to fall flat. At least if I knew we were the catalyst of knocking them out of the playoffs, that would make me feel a little bit better. But I want us to win. So go win, man. And just like everybody else, I want you all to win, man. Have fun. Have a Merry Christmas. Eat, ham turkey, whatever you guys eat. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your time with your friends and your loved ones. We're going to do the same. I'm going to hand it over to Hart and let him take us away here as he always does. But, uh, yeah, man, Merry Christmas, nation.
1: Let's go get a dub. Peace. Absolutely, guys. Uh, this is a big one. They have to win to keep any hope alive for the playoffs this year. Sh- just because I'm not picking us to win surely doesn't mean that I'm not rooting for us to win. I'll be rooting like hell for the for the Raiders to pull this one out and keep hope alive, even if it's for just another week at this point. But, again, I echo Raspy's words that uh, we just, want again, want to miss, uh, wish you guys rather a hey, Merry Christmas out there to everybody in Raider Nation. And, uh, again, we appreciate you guys taking a little bit of time out of your your holiday schedule to to spend some time with us and celebrate the holiday season and our love of the raiders together with us and we really appreciate you guys uh, we're all family here in raider nation and uh, family gets together during the holiday season so we appreciate that guys be safe out there enjoy your uh, however you celebrate again whether you're celebrating with friends and family or just doing it solo or however you get down on the holidays, just, uh, make sure to, to enjoy it, uh, milk it for all its work guys. And, uh, you know, it's been a rough year again this year, but the holidays is a time to kind of take a time out, reflect, and and appreciate everything that we do have and, and, and things to look forward to, uh, especially a better year for us all, hopefully a big year, a winning year for the Raiders and for us in, in life in 2022 and beyond but until then guys enjoy the bronco game get it right back here with us next week as we break this one down and then you know later on in the week get you ready for the uh it's the colts after this right yeah i think it's the yes, Colts. Sir. big games coming up here to end the season so from raspy raider this is your host raider Hart. again wishing you guys all a merry christmas and a safe wonderful holiday season and in the words of Val Davis, guys, even on Christmas, especially on Christmas, just win, baby.